This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Take your Bibles and let's turn to Matthew's Gospel. These Wednesday nights, we want to encourage your prayer life, your time communion uh, with the Lord, and that is primarily what prayer is about. It's worship, it's fellowship, but the Lord also tells us in the Lord's model prayer, Matthew 6, uh, that there are some other very specific things that daily, in fact, we need to be talking to the Lord about. But I want to challenge us tonight with this matter of praying expectantly. In Acts chapter 2, we know the church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Last time, we looked at the importance of praying steadfastly. It needs to be something that not only do we do every day, but that we do constantly every day. Pray without the Lord meant that. Pray without ceasing. So we pray steadfastly. But tonight we want to look at the truth that we should be praying expectantly. Uh, my heart was stirred when Brother Josh prayed. And, and I could tell, you could tell, he was praying expectantly. That's what we ought to do because of who our God is. So we've learned that the early church was preoccupied with praying. Let me pause. Everybody should be looking at a handout. Does anyone not have the handout? All right, there are a few of you. Hold your hand up. Okay. I see those hands. I'll pray for you. <laughs> Keep them up, please. You want to be able to take notes. And I hope this is something you'll back, go back and review, okay? All right, Brother Frank, and then back, back over on that side as well. So the early church was preoccupied with prayers. We've been studying through the book of Acts. We've seen them in earnest prayer. It will happen through the rest of that narrative explaining what God did in those early years in the church. But they were preoccupied with praying because they believed the Lord's promises concerning prayer. The result was that when the early church prayed, here's your first blank, they expected things to happen. They expected it to happen. Praying and, you may even want to underline this word in your notes, believing will help us pray steadfastly. When we pray expectantly, when we pray according to God's will and according to our Savior's example, his model prayer that he gives us, 
When you pray believing, you see exciting answers to prayer, and that will keep you steadfast. Now, let me just give you a, a reality as well. When the Lord doesn't hear from you, he allows things to happen so that he hears from you. Okay? Because you and I should never run on autopilot or think, well, everything is going to be just fine. Without the Lord, we cannot get along. And so we need to pray expectantly. Here's, here's the point of what I want to emphasize with us tonight. We need to be confident in our prayers, expecting to receive what God promised. Why did God give us all these promises? He doesn't dangle carrots. Okay, oh, remember? No, no, no. He gave promises because he wants us to trust him and pray according to those promises. Here's a quotation. Robert Trail said, There is uh, no sure and plainer mark of trifling in prayer than when men, and of course women, are careless about what they get in prayer. Now, honestly, in this flesh, if, if we can just be consistent prayers, uh, we, can f we feel pretty good about that, right? But God wants us to mature past just a consistent prayer life. He wants us to pray expecting. I don't believe we're praying in a way that honors the Lord if we just pray and, well, Lord, thy will be done if it happens. Okay, what? No, no, no. That is not what God expects from us. All right? He wants us to pray believing according to his will. Why? So that we can boast of a great prayer life? No, so we can boast of our great God. All right? Isaiah 46.11 is what I have up on the, uh, the uh, slide for you. Let me just quote it. Uh, this, is, this is stirring, but this is what God said to Israel through the prophet. I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. There is an ascent. He is going he has fulfilled every one of the rest of them. And that, by the way, gives us confidence about the future prophecies because God's going to fulfill those the very same detailed, specific, complete way that he fulfilled the other prophecies. All right, so we need to pray expectantly. Now, what are some specific results to expect as we pray? Well, God has promised to supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.19. Please don't think that that just involves physical things. There are so many more important things than the physical. All right? God uses his supply of our physical needs to encourage us, uh, he uses those things so that our faith can be sight in, in some of those ways. But my, my needs, your needs are far greater than physical needs. That's why 
Uh, it was Jeremiah that said, I esteem the words of thy mouth to be uh, more important than my necessary food. Okay? And so he's promised to supply all of our needs through Christ. And he already knows what needs we have. Matthew 6, 8. If you take a look over there, let's just, let's just uh, take, put our eyes on this verse for a, a moment. Matthew 6, 8. Be not ye therefore like unto them. And that's, that's the world. It's the things that they pursue. Why? For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of. And what are those last four words? Before ye ask them. God already knows. By the way, he's already promised to supply. All right? Therefore, when we pray, we may expect answers in these areas. And so let me just remind us of these quickly. Physical answers. Food there's a reason God told us in Matthew 6, 11, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And he's promised to supply. What about healing? What does God say there? 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9, you don't need to turn there, but remember three times Paul prayed about his thorn in the flesh. Now, why did he pray three times? Now, don't let your mind run to what ended up happening. Why did he pray three times? Here's what you need to remember. It's because he expected the answer to come. He prayed time number two, time number three, because what he expected was not coming. So he persisted in prayer. Question, did Paul get his answer? Yes, he did. And what was the answer, folks, Paul, I'm going to do something better for you than taking this away. I'm going to answer in a better way than what you're thinking. Have you ever considered God's answer to be better than what you wanted? Paul said, I'll glory in what's happened to me because his strength will be made perfect in my what? My weakness. Do you know what empowered Paul's ministry? His weakness. It made him depend on the Lord and it made him pray expectantly. Now, can God answer and heal? James 5.15, we're admonished. Yes, the prayer of faith will save the sick. Elijah was a man of like passions as we are, yet he prayed. God closed up the heavens. Can I just take a moment, and this is one of my favorite stories, and we've got young people here tonight. Uh, I think of everyone in Scripture, besides the Savior, of course, who prayed expectantly, you have to put Elijah all the way to the top. Mount Carmel. Okay, when I pray, I pray expectantly, but when I'm in my prayer closet, that's easier. Than to call the entire nation of Israel, meet me on top of that mountain for a contest. Now, you prophets of Baal, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build two altars, and we're going to put sacrifices on those altars, and you pray. Let's we'll see what happens. 
and I'm going to do the very same thing, and I'm going to pray, and we're going to all get to see who the real God is. And as I read that account, I don't see Elijah in the corner shaking, saying, God, I know I got us into this. You've got to get us out. He's not doing that. He's watching the prophets of Baal, and he's saying, hey, maybe he's asleep. A little louder. Maybe he's gone on a trip. And then when it's his turn to pray, he prays. He says, now, Lord, this nation needs to be reminded again, who is God? And this is after he, he tells them to bring water and soak the sacrifice. And he prays, and what does God do? He meets the expectations of the prophet. Fire comes down from heaven. It doesn't just consume the sacrifice. It, it burns up the stones. It laps up the water. There's nothing left. He prayed expectantly. By the way, that is the example in James 5 that God uses to tell us, pray the prayer of faith. Pray believing. And what will happen? Well, in that context, healing. Letter C, deliverance. Deliverance. Again, for sake of time, Luke chapter 18, you can go look at it later, but the Lord tells the story of a woman who had an adversary. He is, he's making her life miserable. Okay? He's doing things that are unjust, and so she goes to a judge asking for help. He doesn't have time for this woman. But he, she keeps going back, and, and the judge says, I just got to have some peace and quiet. And so I'm going to take care of her need. Now, why would the Lord give an example like that? For this reason, he wants us all to remember he's not an unjust judge. He's not an uncaring judge. Everything that that judge was, our God is the opposite of that judge. In fact, you'll see there in Luke chapter 18 that the Lord says deliverance will come speedily. Now, that's not in our estimation. That's in his estimation. Okay? When we pray, when we come to him, he already is beginning to move in his perfect timing to our need. So importunity, persistence, is not irreverence. God wants us to understand he's not like the unjust judge, and he wants us to come and pray expectantly. Now, don't be irreverent. Don't be proud, okay? Uh, but God wants to have you communicate. God told Abraham, share your arguments with me. Let's talk. Let's reason together but come expectantly. So physical answers. Number two, spiritual answers. Romans 10, 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be. Do you know you entrusted the God of heaven with your eternal soul? If you've come to him, admitted you were a sinner, and received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you, <laughs> you entrusted the rest of your forever to him. Here's what's remarkable. We'll do that with our soul, but we won't do that with our circumstances. Do you know that the only reason the Lord 
saved you, and besides his power, is you came believing. You didn't come to the Lord and get saved by saying, well, I'm going to try this and see if this works too. No. With that same expectant faith, now you need to bring everything else to the Lord. Spiritual answers, salvation. Let her be ready to stand before Christ. Listen to Luke 21, 36. Watch ye therefore and pray always. Pray always. Pray, pray how much? Pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come, upon, come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Pray to be ready to stand before the Lord. When I pray through the model prayer, try to do it daily, Matthew chapter 6, Lord, thy kingdom come. I'm asking the Lord to set in motion the events that will bring his kingdom to this earth. But he is coming back in the sky. And that reminds me to pray every day, Lord, when you come back, help me to be ready. Help me to be looking. And by the way, Lord, help my family, all of them. Help us all to be ready to meet you. Okay? But along with that, Lord, help, help me to be ready. And in this passage, in Luke 21, 36, you actually have the elements for us to be ready. Watch and pray always that we may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. Therein is the secret because as we await the Lord's return, there is going to be hardship, there's going to be persecution. Do you know that those who are able to endure hardship, those who are able to endure persecution, are those who are watching and praying always? Because if I'm looking for the Lord's return and I am right with the Lord, I can endure anything by his grace and through his strength. And we'll be ready to stand before the Son of Man. Ready to stand before Christ. Let her uh, see then cleansing from sin. Matthew 6, 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Another gospel writer, Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us us all right cleansing from sin a forgiving spirit but then first john 1 9 uh i i have told my kids i've told other christians one of the greatest proofs that i have that i'm a child of god is when i confess sin i feel it i feel immediate release here in forgiveness it's amazing not because i deserve it but he promised it, and I expect him to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. How about deliverance from evil? We commented on this recently in a message, Matthew 6, 13. Uh, and deliver us from the evil. Again, specifically, the evil one and everything that he is trying to do to promote evil here. Lord, deliver me from evil that can you think of any examples in the scripture where satan was trying to destroy a life and god delivered that person from the evil one 
we could we could share examples. Uh, David, we could look at others. All right, but spiritual answers. And with every one of these areas, here's the point: whether it's physical answers, whether it's spiritual answers. You have promises in God's word you need to commit to memory so that when you're praying in those, for those areas specifically, you're talking to God about what he has already said to you. He never gets annoyed with it. Now sometimes as a parent, as a father, I struggle. Hey dad, remember you said... Because I'm human and I'm trying to juggle things, right? Do you know God never juggles anything? He doesn't. And when I come back to him and I say, now, Father, you said, he loves to hear it. He loves to hear it. How about ministry answers? I'm speaking to an assembly of believers. You have a heart to serve the Lord and see him work. When we pray, we ought to pray expecting these ministry answers, A, workers in the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest and he will send forth laborers into the harvest. That's what he said. Do you want to see your young people follow the Lord into serving him? You need to ask God for that and here's a promise. Now, Lord, here's what you said. Here's what you said. Lord, out of the young people in our church and the other families in our church, Lord, send forth laborers. God, call them. I'm praying that right now. This Sunday, we're going to be honoring graduates. I've been filling out graduation cards and other things in preparation for Sunday, but that's my prayer. Lord, take them. Don't let them waste their lives on themselves. Send them forth as laborers. So ministry answers. Workers in the harvest. Next point. Work or power over Satan's forces. Power over Satan's forces. Matthew chapter 17. Do you remember what happened over there? Let's look at this. Verse 14. Matthew 17, 14, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, and often he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. He's being forced, the demon is trying to destroy him. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. How would you have liked to have been one of the disciples standing there as this man is telling the Lord about your failure? And the Lord is going to identify it wasn't a matter of power. It's a matter of who the disciples were trusting. Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. He departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus answered and said, Because of your unbelief. You didn't pray expectantly. 
For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible for you. It's not the amount of faith. Be encouraged by that. It's where you put your faith. The object, Christ, how be it, in these situations, especially involving a direct assault by the enemy, notice, these come out by what? Prayer and fasting. All right, so we pray expectantly, but we pray expecting God to answer, and we don't stop fasting, praying until God gives us peace for the answer or he has answered. Deliverance, power over Satan's forces. Do you think that we're living in a day where we're seeing Satan's power? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Okay, I, There are certain things that I enjoy. I'm, you know I like to watch history. There are other things. I can hardly stand commercials anymore. I, I it, it, it makes me sick. Because it's through the commercials now they're promoting all of Satan's agenda. Power. How do we have power over that? Pray expectantly. Letter C, binding and loosing of brethren. When it comes to the lives of brothers and sisters in Christ. And of course, Matthew 18 deals with difficult matters where church discipline is necessary. But what does the Lord say? When we pray expectantly, binding and loosing, what we pray and agree together about based on the promises in God's word, do you know God in heaven settles that? He agrees with what we are doing because we are agreeing with him. And it's done. When we've taught about praying corporately, the symphony of prayer, notice in your handout, agree is a Greek word. It's the Greek word for symphony. You want to write that down. It's the Greek word for symphony. Picturing a number of musical instruments set to the same key and playing the same tune. Here it means a perfect agreement of the heart's desires, wishes, and voices of two or more persons praying to God. It also intimates that as a number of musical instruments pray, playing, uh, skillfully played, in a good concert are pleasing to the ears of men, so a number of persons united together in warm, earnest, cordial prayer is highly pleasing in the sight and ears of the Lord. That's a quote from Adam Clark. We need to remember that when we pray corporately, I, I hear people praying and I hear others that are agreeing with them. Uh, do you know what amen means? It's an affirmation. What's it mean? I agree. Okay. Do you know when we pray corporately and you are agreeing that it is a beautiful symphony in the ears of God? Now let's close. There are unlimited results to expect. When the Lord Jesus promised nothing shall be impossible for you, did he really mean it? 
Well, consider the text below and the facts that this was a repeated theme in his teaching. Jesus repeated, reiterated, repeated. What's he saying? Matthew 18, 19, anything that ye shall ask. Matthew 21, 22, all things whatsoever ye shall ask. John 14, 13, whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. John 14, 14, ask anything in my name. 15, 7, ask what ye will. John 15, 16, and then 16, 23, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will do it. Now, folks, this isn't pushing buttons so that God has to do things we want. This is our privilege of going to the Father, claiming his promises for his glory so that we can give him glory for his mighty answers. Pray expectantly. George Mueller once made a commitment to speak in Canada. While crossing the Atlantic Ocean, his ship ran into a dense fog bank. It had to stop. The captain was afraid to go any further. Another evangelist named Charles Inglis made the same trip a few weeks later, and he heard the story from that ship's captain. So it was true. He said, you're an evangelist? Well, let me tell you about another evangelist who was just on this boat. Mueller made his way to the wheelhouse on that trip and said, I have come to tell you that I must be in Quebec on Saturday afternoon. I have never broken an engagement in 50 years. The captain replied that he could do nothing in light of the bad weather. Here's Mueller's response. Let us go down to the chart room and pray. <laughs> As the captain told the story, he said, I looked at the man of God and I thought to myself, what lunatic asylum could the man had come from? I had never heard such a thing. He asked Mueller, do you know how dense the fog is? No, Mueller replied, my eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God who controls every circumstance of my life. Mueller prayed for the fog to lift in five minutes. The captain asked if he should pray, but Mueller said, no, I believe God has answered. There is no need to pray. In moments, the fog was gone and they sailed on. Again, well, he just needed to be patient and wait on the Lord. Or he could trust that God could do anything and pray expecting. Notice the quote in your, in your notes. We have become so accustomed to limit the wonderful love and large promises of our God that we cannot read the simplest and clearest statements of our Lord without the qualifying clauses by which we guard and expound them. Andrew Murray. Oh, I know God said that. Let me explain what he really meant. No, no, that's what he really said. And he expects me to really believe what he said. Now, folks, this, <laughs> this challenges my faith. I hope it will challenge yours. But we need to ask great things of God and expect great things from God. So our faith in God's answers to prayer should never be governed by our circumstances. Did you hear what I said? Our faith in God's answers to prayer should never be governed by our circumstances, 
but by his promises. Pray remembering what God has already said he would do. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for your truth. Lord, thank you for your word. Father, our flesh wants to doubt, hold back. But with God, nothing is impossible. Help us to take you at your word. Give us safety, please, as we head home. Thank you for this precious assembly of believers. God, help us to pray believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.